from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Holy hell, what a tournament. Did you see that tournament? The biggest event of the year. Is it? No. <laughs> I think it is. It was pretty good. I think it's absolutely the most important tournament of the year. <laughs> In Chicago? No. No, 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 no. In Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> the tour champion, Tiger Woods. I knew you were talking about something. For the first time in five years. And let me tell you something. That is legitimately the most important tournament right now. <laughs> For golf. Don't you think so? Yes. Holy hell. And I spent all weekend in Beaumont, didn't get to see a minute of it. And then somebody said, oh, Tiger was one. I was like, one what? (laughs) Didn't know he's playing. Now, for the love of all things holy, please don't tell me you record golf and I just ruined (laughs) that. Like, I'm going to ruin all the NFL scores for you. There's an occasion where I would record golf, but not that tournament. Well, now the Tigers, maybe. Now the Tigers back, you might. Had I known he was playing in the final round, I might have. Wow. So... With all my free time. Yeah. So that that event, the Tour Championship, which I'm assuming is like our year-end situation. I have no idea how it all works. Yeah. They, they name every tournament so confusingly in golf. It's PGA Championship, Tour Championship, Players Championship. They just make them all sound important. The Championship. Right. Which is the British Open, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Open Championship, yeah. Yeah, the Open. Um, it, it, I think it is hugely significant for golf, and here's why. Because nobody gives a shit about golf <laughs> until Tiger Woods. You're right. and, and you know the proof of that? Oh, the ratings are always huge. The ratings. He but plays. Have you seen any video of him walking to the 18th green? No. Huh? Oh my God! It was <laughs> like it was like they were following Moses. I'm not kidding. It was there were a sea of people, a sea of people, and following him, and he had two, I guess, sheriff deputy type people. They looked armed. <laughs> Right on either side of it, I'm like, listen, that's not gonna be enough. It right. was there were there were there were probably I don't know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I don't know about thousands, but hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds. Well, I'm of sure people. there were thousands on the course. Maybe not all right there. They it seems so. <laughs> it seems so. He's walk. You can't even see like the cart path. The grass is nothing. It's just him in the front. Huh. Two guards on either side and a sea of people following him and yelling and hollering and holding their phones up to, I guess, to get the picture of the back of his head, <laughs> his hat. I don't know. I don't get it. Well, but. And the best thing is that's going to be like huge spark plug for or spark for golf next year. Yeah. I was going to be looking forward to the beginning of the year with him because he's got some rest time and some momentum going into the year. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. And uh, I saw somebody, uh, who was it? Pam Shriver, maybe on, on Twitter compare tried to compare tiger to Federer, <laughs> like in their elder stages of you know right. they're both above whatever age yeah and isn't it great blah 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 and um i actually said well no for tennis it's not for golf <laughs> it is right for golf it is because i think golf in general is less popular than tennis generally but you throw tiger into the mix and all hell breaks loose well and i think it's kind of similar to that when Jack Nicholas, you know, won his after six years of not winning. I think it's more significant when you haven't won for a long time and you come back and win one. 
Like if Tiger were doing this every week, as Federer is, I don't think it's, I mean, it's impressive, but it's just not as notable. But see, I, well, all right. So here's, here's my two cents on the difference between, you know, because first of all, for me, the reason I say Federer is not significant uh, like Tiger is, is because you can make the argument that this is the weakest era in the history of men's tennis, or at least I can. <laughs> and now you seem to have come on board smartly. Yes. But in golf, it's a little easier to decide. I think we talked about this before that I don't know what course they play. I don't know anything about golf. <laughs> I mean, I play it ho- right. horribly. It's fun. Now we've got to play together because I'm I'm also horrible. Nice. So we try to see who can shoot the most. <laughs> No, we just play match play. Right. And then I'll just say, oh, yeah, I beat him. You know, Yeah, that would sound good. That would yeah, I beat you sound really good. 10 holes to eight holes. <laughs> they don't realize that I beat you on a hole because I shot 10 and you shot 24. <laughs> and the next hole, I lost four balls and quit on that I hole. I think it would be like Tiger. We would have a sea of people behind us. <laughs> yeah, backed up <laughs> waiting. As, we're, as we're looking for our, our balls and some clubs here and there. Right. <laughs> so, all right. So, anyway, so... To me, the significance of what Federer's doing at his age is less important because I think it indicates that it's a, a it's a shitty era in tennis. Not a shitty area, a right. shittier area, a uh, weaker era. And the reason is is because he's got to play directly against like his his greatness is dependent on beating people right. head to head. Tiger could literally Tiger could the whole field could quit. Like everybody got a hamstring injury, right? And so now the number one, you know, seed. I don't know how they do it in golf, but Ty, so let's say they they the British Open comes along, yeah. And Tiger signs up. Yep, I'm playing that one. Check. How much is ten bucks? Is that the entry fee? I don't know. <laughs> and then everybody else in the entire golf rankings got a hamstring injury at the right. same time. And so they were looking for participants. And so me, you, and a bunch of our buddies decided to sign up for the British Open. Are you saying that's what the field of tennis is like? Can I borrow 10 bucks to sign up for the British? <laughs> so we all go over there, and it's me, you, a bunch of other ne'er-do-wells, and Tiger Woods. Right. It doesn't matter how good or bad we play, because Tiger's not playing against us. Right. He Now, two things can happen at the same time. He can beat the weakest era... In golf, if that were the case, I don't know because I don't know enough about golf. He could he could destroy the weakest area. He could beat the next guy by forty seven strokes, right? But still, only shoot one over on that golf course. Yeah. So he only maybe ties the course record, which was in eighteen oh one or something <laughs> like that. I mean, I'm just making up stuff here. But if, if Tiger, you know, plays, you know, the four rounds, and he ends the entire tournament one over, or, or let's say one under. For the, for the week, for the whole tournament, and wins, and the next best guy is 47 over. Right. I wish I would have 47 over. 47 <laughs> over on the week. For one round, maybe. Then he destroyed us, and that's probably the weakest field of that tournament in the history of the tournament, but it doesn't indicate where he is relative to the all-time greats because right. he doesn't. it doesn't matter what we do Yeah. because the course is the constant. In tennis, there's no constant. Right, you're playing different people every era. It's different groups of people, and so, so for Tiger, he comes back, and if he plays at a certain level, it doesn't matter how shitty the rest of the players are. He will be, he will still look like the Tiger of you know 2001 
right if he is breaking course records like he was then i don't know if he is or not but or will or not but you see my point yeah so you can really decide is this good for golf by how good he is who cares about who he beats yeah because it's, you know what score is kind of comparable to right. previous people or previous years right and right can't do that in tennis we can decide you know i could beat you seven six six seven seven six and then I could be the guy next to you, O and O. Well, right. clearly you're better than the guy I beat O and O. But it doesn't matter in relation to in golf because he's playing a course. The British Open, whatever course that's on, you know, it, it cycles around to multiple ones. But when it's at St Andrews, I mean St Andrews, I'm assuming is relatively unchanged, right? Since whenever they invented golf, like what in eighty three, nineteen eighty three, or something, is that when golf was invented? Long, long time ago. A little bit. Um, that's when I was invented. There, uh, was it? Were you born in '83? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I'm ten years older than you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so you've got St. Andrews, and you've got a relatively unchanged golf course. Now you have you've got equipment that's changed. Right. You know, you, you know, I don't ostrich eggs. What did they use before? I don't know. <laughs> uh, in you know, tree branches, pieces of hickory. Um, yeah. So anyway, the point being is you can. There's an objective measure of how somebody did at St. Andrews in 1871, in 1903, in the 50s, in the 60s, and now. Right. And it, and it kind of goes across whatever. So that's why it's good for golf, because it is it is miraculous that this guy is, again, that's assuming this isn't a one-off and assuming he gets back to dominating. Let's just say he does. Gets back to dominating like he did in his early career. Well, then it says, wow, this is amazing I don't care who's out there, you know, these great golfers these days, all these young guns, next gen, if you will. <laughs> but Tiger's back to his own form, and the and the objective measure is over under par. Yeah, and I think that I think the two similarities or the two things you can relate to is that are different about golf and tennis in terms of Tiger and Federer is that you've got a bunch of guys in golf that have already proven themselves to be, you know, winners or future hall of famers that have won a bunch of majors even when tiger was struggling right and in tennis you've had no one right over the last you know 10 years except for the big four well again there's an objective measure of that too so if if the big three retire today now chillich is now all of a sudden the greatest ever because right. he's going to start racking up or dealt with whoever stays healthy right they're going to start racking up grand slams well with tiger gone it still doesn't matter because you can look at the the, the scrub so to speak and you can look at their scores. Now they're winning majors, and what are their scores in right. those majors? Because like I said, if you and I played a golf tournament, you're going to shoot plus 47, I'll shoot plus 48, you right. beat me by one stroke. Right. That's incredible. And you could do that in 15 tournaments straight. You must be the most amazing golfer. <laughs> you won 15 straight golf tournaments. Meanwhile, you know, you've gone through, you know, $8,000 worth of balls, you right. know, losing them in every lake possible, you know, um, we probably flipped a card or two, you know, or, right. so, so golf is just totally different and Tiger doing what he's doing at this age is way more impressive and, and you can objectively measure, is it that level still? Right. If he gets to it, cause he's not there. He won one yeah. damn tournament in five years. Let's not get a hold of ourselves, uh, ahead of ourselves. Well, and the better stats- doing the same thing just means there's no way possible we can look at this and say, wow, he's doing it You know, at 37 years old or whatever right. he is. That must mean he's like Tiger. No, that means he's playing garbage. 
Well, and the stats that they that they bring up constantly in tennis because they always try to compare, you know, past and present. And like the one stat they love to say is, well, you know, it all lost zero sets. They're only lost, you know, twenty five games. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Borg lost 26 games in 1975 and it all lost 24 games because they played seven different people. We don't know what their draw was like. We don't know, you know, how good their opponents were. It, it doesn't, that's irrelevant. Whereas like you said, right. the course you can compare, right. You know, old McElroy was 10 and under, you know, in this course eight years ago and Tiger was 11 under. Yeah. Well, that tells you a lot, you know, well, the only thing we've done sort of to counter that, the only thing we've talked about is how, you know, like, Roddick was sort of the last best player to push right. Federer. Yeah. And now these guys barely put every now and again. Whereas Hewitt, Roddick, those guys pushed him on a regular basis. They might not have beat him all that much. Right. But they, they pushed him on a regular basis. And you're telling me he's that much more old and decrepit and these guys aren't you're not you mean to tell me Roddick's not better than Zverev? Right. Now again, relative to their era, and they're pretty close to the same era. But you know, yeah, I I don't know. It to to me, to me that comparison's a bad one, right? And they used to compare Feder and, and and Tiger. You know, when before you know Tiger had all his yeah, issues when they with were dominating, the, yeah, with the Perkins waitress and whatnot. And they used to go watch each other a lot, right? Right, yeah. and be in Gillette commercials together. <laughs> and then Tiger fell off, and but I think your analogy is good. If if the top five golfers didn't play this tournament and Tiger won it, I think it would be it would be less of an achievement, even regardless of his score, just because he didn't have those guys breathing down his neck. And I think it's the same with, you know, slightly, Feder. right, S- slightly, because, again, it, uh, like my analogy with Tiger at the British Open and a bunch of guys like you and me, he's still got to kick the course's ass. Right. And so now he's not worried about us. I do agree. Than having real players in it, not that we're not real, we're, we're, we exist. We're just not good. Right. We're awful. But having other people in terms of that, you know, pressure that if I mess up, somebody will come get me. He would have no pressure with us. Right. I mean, I could take a a, a five iron and crack him in the shin as hard as I could, <laughs> um, twice, and we're still not going to beat him. Right. Um, but. Uh, other guys obviously you know he makes a mistake so there's that level of pressure i understand he w- where he would have none if we were in the field but still right you still have to hit a little round ball you know 400 yards over you know grass and hills and bunkers and yeah. water and and put it in a little cup well and, i think that's kind of what's depressed us about Federer is that he can he pretty much goes in these tournaments what looks like a five or six stroke lead he's just sort of casually going through them and nobody does anything to stop it. Right. Now, again, he's not playing us, all right, to be fair. I'm not, when I say this is the worst era ever, that doesn't mean nobody has any skill or ability. I mean, right. get a hold of yourself. Well, I think the only way you lose this argument in the future is if Team and Zverev and I can't even think of who else, but George. people on that, yeah, George, those people like that retire with like eight slams each. And then it was like, okay, well, maybe unless this is an even weaker era than Federer's era upcoming. But I think that's about the only way if you can just, all these guys end up just exploding after the big four go away. But even then, I don't know that that proves the argument wrong. It doesn't. The uh, one thing that proves me right, I think, I think ironclad definitively, if Zverev's, those kind of guys that are sort of a, the next gen, but not really a right. li- the next gen and, and the front end of that, 
like the older side of that and a little bit older, Nisha right. Corey, et cetera. Yeah. If the big three retire and then guys behind them, like a seats of pass, you right. know, he's sort yeah. of on the younger side or that. If the guy's 21 to 26, win nothing. Right. That uh, Ager Alassim, Alassim yeah. or whatever his name is. Shapovalov. Shapovalov, who's a little bit, whatever. But yeah, some guys that haven't been top five. If those guys come behind, knock the top five out, the top five stay exactly where they are right. and continue not to win Grand Slams. Touchdown, I win. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, if the guys that have been around for a while win nothing, when they have the other guys gone, that just proves they weren't really that good. Right. Exactly. You know, that or round, you're talking about like the Roundich Nishikori. Like or, you said. Exactly. Or we're the luckiest fans in the history of tennis. We've seen <laughs> three Michael Jordans. Right. And then we get to see three LeBrons come after them and leapfrog <laughs> the generation now. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. So we're going to have the big three and the next big three. Holy hell, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll quit watching tennis. Yeah, it's. That's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we've been saying for a while. I, mean, I think that's part of the reason too; these guys aren't retiring is because they know the guys right below them can't can't challenge them if they keep playing. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the only thing that's going to drive them to retirement is those you know eighteen to twenty two year olds you know really coming on strong. Right. And 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 that sort of for my argument to be a hundred percent proven correctly that that needs to happen. Right. If at some point, there's going to be a tipping point where Zverev, and I, we'll just say Zverev to mean everybody that's sort of that older next gen. Yeah. The next the next group behind Fed and, and those guys. So the Zverevs, if those guys, at some point, there's going to be a tipping point where Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic are too old, mainly Nadal and Federer, are too old, and then these other guys are still obviously highly talented and good enough to to give them trouble right. if they're faltering physically because they're going to be 45 years old. Jeez, yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> 45 years old. So anyway, so if that happens, then people say, see, we told you. Oh, okay, he beat a 45-year-old. You <laughs> jackass. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's very possible that whole group will not win more than five between them. You know, anybody right now that's 22 to 28, I don't know that they're going to win more than five total. Well, listen, there's no question, I guess, that people pack the stands probably for Federer the most out of anyone, men or women, right. Serena or uh, Sharapova or wh- whoever's number one at any particular given time in the women's you know side. Right. Not counting their home countries, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think Federer out out you know paces everybody in terms of popularity and i don't i don't see anywhere near the level of fervor for for him that i do tiger and i think maybe your point is why because it's been he's been a constant and it's like okay we got it yeah i think everybody who's kind of wanted to see fetter already has and there may be a lot of people in the last 10 years that really haven't gotten to see tiger in a in a big moment because that's what you want to see him in, too. You want to see him in a final. You want to see him in contention at the end. Better, you can see that every tournament. Tiger, you get this was your one chance in the last, you know, eight years. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, if he did it week in, week out, you wouldn't see. But you, I don't know. I mean, you maybe would. I don't know. He used to be, he used to have huge followings every tournament. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing. 
he is exciting in golf in an, in an otherwise unexciting sport. Yeah, and he's got a unique, you know, background as opposed to Federer, who's a European, you know, European white guy who's that's what we have in tennis right for the last hundred years <laughs> yeah well tiger's a cabin asian yeah so remember, in the, yeah. remember that caucasian yeah. black and asian so he's going to draw in a much wider audience that doesn't normally watch golf or i don't think any audience is coming in to watch tennis that doesn't watch tennis because of federer could we get to that is it, what would what would make that happen both both in america more importantly but maybe in the world well, I mean, definitely Venus and Serena did it, you know, just because there weren't that many African-American tennis players when they when they started. So I think they drew in a bigger audience. But so she's is she more is she the equivalent of the Tiger Woods of women's tennis or more than the Tiger Woods of women's tennis? Mm, that's deep. <laughs> I would probably say less just because I don't think I still don't think you're seeing a huge, you know, following of tennis because of her and Pete turns people playing I don't know right yeah who knows about that it's hard to quantify I know it's hard to say in a, a tennis for US Open final is going to be sold at every year it doesn't matter right. who's in it so it's hard to right. say like in golf I don't even know if they have a limit on how many people can get in the course I'm sure they do um, but like like you said yesterday had to be the biggest falling they've had on a Sunday afternoon a, at that a long, tournament a long time I would imagine yeah. sure so it's harder to quantify in tennis because it's always going to be sold at every year doesn't really matter right who's playing because well number one you have to buy the tickets way in advance yeah yeah i don't know i uh i i i feel like i want the game to stand on its own merits because i it's a great game right tennis that is not golf i mean <laughs> golf is great that's yeah. fine i mean sports don't stay around for hundreds of years if they suck yeah um i mean look at boxing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's falling apart <laughs> i don't you're right though what what could make that kind of uh, attention-grabbing in, in tennis like it did yesterday with Tiger? I don't know that anything would. You know who I told face-to-face that he could be the biggest superstar and change the game of tennis? To his face, I told him this. Um, how old were they? <laughs> not telling you. Mm, James Blake. You son of a bitch. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. He played in a pro tournament I ran in. Uh, oh, that I thought uh, you meant like recently. <laughs> no, a 50K. And I yeah. told him this was, he was in the 120s. And I mean, I, I you know, I saw him in college, you know, because I coached out on the East Coast at one point and, and we played Harvard. And, uh, you know, he had dreads. He was a good looking fella, personable. Yeah. You know, smart. Obviously, you don't go to Harvard being a dumb dumb. Um, and, tennis player obviously so um you know i told him i was like dude you could be you'd be a superstar man and i don't that was in 01 so tiger was a big deal right Right. so you know similar kind of thing if if he could have gotten to that level right clearly he didn't did he still have that forehand then well the backhand was the problem <laughs> the no, I mean, that's what I meant. I mean, he still have that killer forehand. Yeah, but yeah. it did improve dramatically his yeah. backhand because I remember that tournament was terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, didn't pan out. But I, but I, but I do think we could end up with a Tiger Woods, right? I, I think to be on to be fair, I mean, our country is the richest, right? Yeah. I mean, so I think it would have to be an American to really give it that boost, definitely. And if if we had a charismatic 
and I don't even care what race they are or right. multi race they are. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, good looking and dominant. Co- you know, cocky obviously because they're American, right? And uh, and not a jackass. I mean, Tyler Tiger's yeah. not a jackass. Right. Uh, well, obviously his wife thinks he is. Ex wife <laughs> thinks. Um, although she shouldn't because she got a half a billion dollars for her trouble. <laughs> good lord. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Yeah, so he, uh, I think somebody could come along. Do you think a woman could do that? Oh, I think so. But what I was going to say is, let's say Agassi, this obviously couldn't happen, but let's say Agassi comes out of retirement tomorrow and he decides he's going to play the Australian or even just the U.S. Open just to make it America-centric. Would he have, would there be that kind of fervor if he made the final? If you, first of all, if you switch Sampras's results with Agassi's results, but kept Agassi's, <laughs> Agassi's right. personality. Right. Because Agassi doesn't have that same joie de vivre yeah. uh, because of his ability. You know, because he was on and off right. and didn't live up to his potential for a long time yeah. until he did. And then Sampras... Well, I was trying to think if any player could come out of retirement well, and generate and, and that. Well, and Pete is boring. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to see, yeah. you know. So, but if it was an Agassi-style guy who was really, you know, philosophical about the game, you know, it really impacted their life, and they were right. relatable, and, and and they were deep, and they were also at an all-time potential, all-time level like Sampras. So, yeah, so if you could take Sampras's results and stick them on Agassi and, and basically give Agassi's personality Sampras' right. career, then that's part one. But the other side is, again, you're playing other humans. So what that means is if you come in and say, all right, boom, you're in the Australian Open semis at at your first tournament back, you're like, wow, what a shitty group of people they're playing. (laughs) Right. And it diminishes the value automatically. Whereas Tiger, again, you already have guys like Rory Rory, McIlroy, you know, and Justin... Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth and Justin Rose. Yeah. And no, that's not. Is that it? Yeah, Justin Rose. Whatever. Anyway, a bunch of people. Dustin Johnson. That's the one. You got a bunch of these people that are, are playing without Tiger or with him and he's struggling. Right. And they're still posting numbers that you can compare to history. Yeah. And they're, they're right in there. So that's the other thing is the field. You can compare the field to the all-time history and be like, yeah, those guys are pretty damn good too. Right. It's not just scrubs. That would be the equivalent of tennis right now. If Tiger Woods wasn't here and Justin Rose and everybody else and Jordan Spieth were all winning tournaments, you know, five strokes or ten strokes off of the average throughout the last 150 years, then you'd be like, wow, these guys suck. From top to bottom, right. they suck. You can't do that in tennis. So, so you 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 know you all you can do is look at oh well, he got the twenty four right. thirty seven. <laughs> if he wins thirty seven majors, he's going to be you know shut right. up. So that's the hard part. But that's my equivalent. Tennis is is what golf would be is if all these guys were winning tournaments at you know plus eight of right. the all time averages of all these tournaments. Yeah, boom, done. And that and that would matter because the, they do a concerted effort to make the courses, you know, as similar scoring wise as they were previously. Right. If somebody blows up a course this year, I guarantee you it's going to be a lot harder next year. Right. They try to, they try to keep it pretty even. Yeah. Tiger proof as they used to say. But when somebody wins by 10 strokes, like you said, 
or you know the same score that somebody else did 10 years ago that that tells you a lot yeah exactly how much you win by and right but and how you compared to previous people and listen i mean i get it that literally they used to make putters out of hickory or whatever the hell i get it (laughs) um but and the balls were different i you know i get all that and that's hard to quantify clearly because because the the equipment just like tennis has changed dramatically yeah but uh but but basically within reason you know uh, a margin of error if you will you can get to whether a golfer is close to his counterpart 50 years ago yeah i would actually say it's probably because of that it's probably the easiest sport to do that i would say track sprinting <laughs> yeah but i mean the numbers go down for that every year yeah but 100 meters is still 100 meters so yeah. if you run 100 meters faster than any human in the history of humanity then you are clearly the fastest human on the on the his, in the history of the planet well that ran track yeah but i mean if somebody wins the gold medal in 20 years one time does that mean they were better than usain bolt no 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 but i'm saying it's like breaking the sound barrier right you know it, it there it's a constant so if somebody yeah. does you're like holy shit that's the first person ever to break the you know the sound yeah. barrier i don't have any idea who the hell that was <laughs> I, i'm gonna say chuck yeager that's just what I was, there you go you got who it knows? that's I, right i think well, you don't know either, but we we feel like we've heard that name. It's probably some Russian person, but we oh, think it's you the dirty first Russian. American. Stop colluding. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's the tricky part about tennis. And ultimately, um, like I said, the only sort of proof that I'll have is if the next next gen jumps over the next gen and starts winning and the poor next gen right. is, you know, grand slamless yet again. But it does it does kind of make you sad, happy for golf, but sad to to not see something like that. I mean, the only way we got attention in tennis recently was for Serena's craziness. <laughs> so we got it for that, and then it took golf I know, got for, it for golf, like a great moment. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. <laughs> um, do you know where that reference comes from? Well, it reminds me of the video game. No. Chris Rock was in a movie. No, huh? Oh, my God. Uh, he died or something, but he wasn't supposed to get killed, so they had to send him back into somebody else's body. And it was some, I, yeah, I know what movie you're talking about. It was about. some old white man, <laughs> and I guess he was trying on his clothes and stuff, and he had a golf, like a goofy golf, you know, with the little, the little short pants right. and the plaid and the thing and the colors and the hat with the little, you know, <laughs> ball on top. And he comes sliding across, and he's like, "Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all." And it's an old white. It's a picture of an old white man. It's it's, it's silly. It's just. I silly. was gonna say that probably was the highlight of that movie. Uh, Might have been the highlight of Tiger's career. He, you know, come on, Chris Rock, but. Yeah, I just think that tennis, I don't know how we could get a moment like that. I think we're more likely in tennis to get a moment of like a, a teenager coming out of nowhere. That, that's something like that make it to the semifinals or finals. I feel like that would be the only thing that would be similar is yeah. in the beginning as opposed to the end. Well, because I think you have to have you, you have to have more competition. In, in other words, a U.S. Open victory so if I go out in the parking lot right now and we play a match and I beat you 0-0, that's not exciting for anyone. Right. So if Federer keeps walking, and you know, it's like when Federer and Nadal just were leapfrogging each other for Grand Slams, every other Grand Slam, they're trading off. It's like, that's not good. Right. That's not good. Yeah. So, so you would have to have Agassi come back and beat Federer in the first round and win a couple more rounds, and then maybe there's like a buzz of like wow how is he doing this it's incredible yeah i don't even i i don't it 
much more of a physical sport. Now, don't get yeah. golf. Well, it's never going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. No, 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 but golfers are lifting weights now, blah, blah, whatever. But physical demands are 10 times, 11, 20,000 times greater in tennis than golf. Still, the skill is a high level. Obviously, I get it. But we're running and jumping and turning and twisting and changing yeah. directions, and they're walking <laughs> and slightly rotating their core. Right. Um, not slightly. But anyway, yeah, so if, if, if anybody, let's just say there was a new tiger that came up and was just beat the living shit out of everybody in tennis. Right. It's like a, a tiger, yeah. a tennis tiger, mm-hmm. um, and just, just killing everybody. You would be, you know, in awe at first, but at some point you'd be like, huh. I, well, no, yeah, I guess you wouldn't. I guess most people wouldn't. Right. They would just say, oh, this is now the greatest guy ever. <laughs> let's wait until he right. racks up, you know, however many grand slams. But what hopefully you would say is, huh. Yeah, maybe he, maybe the competition's not great, so this isn't wonderful. Well, you remember when we did our our what we liked the most about Grand Slams, and one of them was you know having an old veteran right kind of overperform, and then having a young up and comer come in. So I think those two things, you know, are what generate the buzz. But I don't think it's just anywhere near the buzz level of what we saw this weekend. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think the operative word here is balance. You need balance. You need somebody that can dominate, but you need it to be difficult. Right. You need it to be a struggle. They need to overcome something besides their own knee yeah. or whatever. Well, Nadal, and, you know. and, as, and they're also only one Tiger. I mean, there isn't anybody in tennis comparable to Tiger. Well, Jack was the former Tiger. I mean, he was right. dominant but in I mean, a way. In, I'm saying in tennis, there's nobody that I would put in the same league as him in terms of success and you know, star power. Yeah, maybe in America. I don't know right. about the rest of the world because Federer's, you know, it's I great. think Fed, I literally, I say this all the time and people kind of dispute me, but I think Federer could walk down the street in a lot of cities in America and not even get stopped just because it's tennis. And, ti- and Tiger <laughs> the, could, no couldn't chance. walk in a small town no. in Nebraska somewhere. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. If Federer goes to Walmart and, you know. But see, I think tennis is, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's not more popular than golf. Well, it probably, I think it's worldwide it is. Because golf is not that as big in, right. you know, Asia and Europe. I mean, it is. It's bigger now than it used to be, but hmm. but not like it used to be. I think that, but yeah, I think in America, golf is definitely bigger. Well, obviously, I came on hot talking <laughs> about a golf tournament on a tennis podcast. I was being silly, but it was interesting and notable. Uh, and, and certainly the comparison made by, I uh, believe, Pam Shriver on her Twitter. Um was uh, something I wanted to get to, but uh, let's talk about the actual event that you thought I might have been referring to <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, that's a Labor Cup, and we'll talk about that when we get back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. Holy hell, what a tournament. (laughs) No, this is not a repeat of the first. (laughs) Now... It's an exhibition. Right. I don't think there's any disputing that, even if you want to. Would you agree with that? I agree. Even if there is no conspiracy theory and it's not fixed, 
then I still it's still an exhibition. Oh yeah. Now, with that being said, we we as in cuz I'm I'm world. I'm not <laughs> right. I don't live in Europe. I'm world. We got our ass handed to us. Well, and I was going to say quickly give a flashback to last year we talked about how it was the ideal possible outcome and ending that it could be and we 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 both said it, it's never going to be that good again. Right. Which is why we we somewhat disputed the validity of it. But <laughs> how but I dare think you? We saw this year and I'm not saying it was bad because it definitely wasn't, but I think we saw this year what we already knew was coming last year that there were potential flaws in the in the format. Whereas you know, we're t- going to the golf comparison, so we talked about that already. But Ryder Cup, to me, unless you just have a complete blowout, which they have had a few of those, but unless you have a complete blowout, it's going to come down to the last 15 minutes, no matter what. Right. Number one, because you got eight pairings going on at the same time. Right. In tennis, the problem is, I mean, it could have been over Sunday morning. Well, let me ask you this. Does the Laver Cup, in some sense, seem like... Tennis is going backwards. And here's what I mean. Because they started this shit back in the barnstorming days where they would travel around and and, and play, you know, quote-unquote exhibition tennis because it wasn't a formal tournament. Nobody else was putting it on. They were putting it on themselves. But the difference is they were doing it to survive, to make money. So they probably, I can't imagine there was one single set back then that was fraudulent they were all trying to kick each other's ass yeah and the success and growth and where we are now in tennis is because of those guys and now the year culminates in this shit show right which is an exhibition you know just out uh, picking teams out of whole cloth uh, world (laughs) and europe yeah that sounds good whatever could have been left west hemisphere and east hemisphere i mean they could have been been anything north and south they They could have captains that would be better if they had captains and you picked anybody i agree with you i think i would have liked that better actually yeah um am i gonna celebrate because i'm part of the world team like what are we what is our common bond we're right world (laughs) yeah exactly um so and hell even europe you know right andy murray Nobody likes Britain in Europe. Why? Because <laughs> they're Brexiting. So why? Why do you have him? He should right. be part of world. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It just struck me as man, this is such a big deal. Apparently, and it's like shit. That's how we started this song, bitch. Yeah, and I don't know if it, I, I'm trying to decide if it is a big deal or not. Because I I don't think it is at all. No, I was just looking it up, and it was actually kind of hard to find news stories about it. So I don't think that it was that big of a deal as they tried to make it out to be. Well, I don't know where this saying came from originally. It possibly could have come from the source I would attribute it to, but I don't know if he got it from somewhere else. But my my dear, dear friend, uh, Coach Creasy, who has a podcast, um, uh, American Tennis, so by all means, check it out. But he, he's got a saying... And this is really in regard to no ad scoring is argument against that. But it, it applies here. And that is excitement. Excitement. So that quick thrill right. diminishes over time. Yeah. So if you ride the biggest roller coaster at Six Flags here in beautiful Arlington, Texas, um, if you ride that uh, the first time, 
ever or just like the first time that summer or whatever it's quite a thrill right well let's say you just keep going around so you come <laughs> to the station you say hey, can i go again yep oh can i go again the excitement the thrill diminishes right it was super exciting the first time yeah like out of your mind you know you're screaming you think by the 27th time if you haven't thrown up anyway and i don't even mean because of that i just mean the same occurrence it's like I know what to expect. Right. We've been down this road before. Not a lot of options. Other things can happen. It's pretty predictable. Here we go. Drama builds with every denial. And what he's talking about is, is if I'm serving and you go up break point and I fight back and hold and right. then you do it again, then I hold. Then I go up game point and you win that point back to deuce. Every time that happens, we get to the third, fifth, tenth deuce the drama is thick, but yeah. you know it's it's thicker than it is after the first deuce. Right. The excitement of no ad is points over quick. Pretty much that gets old after. Yeah. You know. So similar to this, the very first one, it's like what Fadal playing doubles together. Right. They came up with nicknames and everything. Oh yeah, you remember everybody was talking. It about was that. exciting. Yeah. Did anybody give a shit about Federer Djokovic playing doubles? I did not hear anyone talk about that. The only thing I heard about was was Federer getting hit in the back. <laughs> that was it. Why is he turning around? What a chump. <laughs> no, he got hit in the back by his partner. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, uh, that was all. I, but yeah, last year, it was like all over everything. It was Federer and all. And then next year, it's going to be Federer and Murray, and we're going to be like, okay. Right. You know, or Djokovic and Murray, or Djokovic at all. It's like, it was a great novelty last year, and we I raved about it last year. And yes, I am a little bit bitter that I didn't get to go this year, so there's this is partly fueled by that. <laughs> but... I, I, I totally agree with you. I think it was just like, okay, we saw this last year, but now we've seen it already, and it's like, uh, you know, what are we? We're not really playing for anything. It doesn't really mean anything who wins. The format's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know why anybody would want to watch it on Friday. The Friday matches mean absolutely nothing. Right, because you have like triple-double bonus points, you know. Yeah, and the first match was Tiafo and Dimitrov, and I'm like, I wouldn't watch that in a normal tournament. <laughs> why am I going to watch that in this? Ah, it was nice. It was 6-1, 6-4. You don't six, get four. to see a lot of one-handers. I like that, at least. <laughs> you got a, you know, Dimitrov with a one But, I mean, those guys don't even need to be on the team because th- I'm sure neither of them played Saturday or Sunday, so why even have them? Why not just have teams of four and play the same four guys that people actually want to see? Right. So, anyway, my point being is, I think even just after one occurrence now the second occurrence of this quote-unquote excitement has diminished and it's going to be even worse next year now if they sold a shitload of tickets so what right it's in a small venue relative to you know a football stadium and i knew people by the way that still got tickets like recently Oof. so i don't think they did as well as they thought they were going to do oh. but they were charging a fortune too so right i so. wonder I, I don't know how much they were the first year it could have been the same for all right. i know well, yeah, it was in Prague we're, or something. Yeah. But, yeah, they were charging so, yeah, two, Prague, three, $4,000 a ticket for this. Yeah, Prague's, Prague's not behind the Iron Curtain anymore, right? <laughs> so they didn't, so they nobody could pay with soup cans, I guess. <laughs> um, that was a, you know, yeah. bread lines joke, yes. I guess. Yeah, so each occurrence, you know, it, it diminishes. And so the excitement is diminishing because, it, first of all, there is no drama because it means nothing. It's right. exhibition. That's the problem. And And the second thing is, is the doubles is the big to me the doubles is the biggest thing about excitement because that's sort of one of the biggest disparities in our game you don't talk about income inequality right how about singles to doubles because nobody gives a shit about doubles if better play doubles on a regular basis 
And then this sideshow wouldn't be just a, a big pop of excitement because two of the big four are playing right. together or Zverev and, Fe- you know. Yeah, they do play each other weekly. Right. And so, it, you know, I think, yeah. So that, yeah, that's that, my you're right. take That's the it. unique, that's probably about the only unique draw to it. Because I was looking at the matches for Sunday and I'm like, you know, Isner, Zverev, I mean, I, I, that's that's competitive, but I'm like, that's not really something I'm, again, if they were in the finals of a tournament, would I be, you know, setting my alarm to watch that? You know, not really. Right. So day one, to, to, to your point, all right, so let's say you have $100 to spend right. and you got to buy one ticket. Which one of these matches would you would you buy? Dimitrov Tiafo. No. <laughs> you, you don't even know, <laughs> don't need we, to know the rest. Well, you know the rest, but you don't. <laughs> Edmund Sock. No. <laughs> Sock hadn't won a singles match. This, he's won one Grand Slam match this year in singles. Goffin Schwartzman. So that was actually somewhat interesting to me when I right. saw that they were played. Or uh, Djokovic Federer versus Anderson Sock and Dubs. Yeah, so they had to put that match in there because otherwise nobody would have cared about Friday at all. Yeah, I mean, no offense, Jack. Because last year, Djokovic and Federer, I mean, Nadal and Federer played Saturday night, and I think they figured out, hey, let's do that on Friday when people don't necessarily care as much. Right. And then people are going to come Saturday no matter what because it's Saturday. So here's here's day two. You, now it starts to amp up. You've got Zverev Isner. Yeah. All right. But that's a little better. Better Kyrgios. That's tr- obviously interesting. Yeah, let's trot out that old you know thing again. <laughs> right. And the score was three and two. Yeah, I know. The shitty... And then Anderson Djokovic and everybody, you know, they they probably set those matches up, be, you know, because last year Federer Kyrgios was a barn burner. That right. was the talk of the town. And then obviously Anderson Djokovic is a rematch of right. the U.S. Open. So, uh, and you know, I, so does that and, mean and now Anderson Djokovic is going to share part of the U.S. Open trophy because <laughs> he beat him now? Right. Oh, no, of course not. And then you've got Sot Kyrgios. Which is amazing because I thought Sock was racist. So how could he <laughs> dare play with a person of color? And then Dimitrov and Goffin. Right. And so, and that was a three and four doubles match. What a shit show that yeah. was. And uh, and so then day three. And so the world team was down seven five going into the final day, which made it sound you know like they had a shot. Interesting. So then we've got Isner Sock in dubs against Feder and Zverev. And Isner Sock won it. Right. So put the world team in the lead, actually. 8-7. And then Federer Isner, because, yeah, that's really his strong suit, is playing more than one match a day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Both of them. Well, no. Yeah, Federer can. Yeah. But not Sock. Yeah. I mean, not Isner. Um, Isner. Yeah. So then uh, the third match is Zverev and Kevin Anderson. And yeah. Zverev won it. And so, again, that's the match you wanted to end your event on. Zverev and Anderson. Right. I mean, and but yeah, Djokovic Kyrgios would have been interesting if that was the final match. I think even Federer Isner because sometimes we look at Isner with his height and his serve, and that's right. sort of the the one variable that you can't predict who's going to be able to deal with it. And it's like, okay, what a what a you know, if it was all tied up and it was that match to decide it, right? How fun is that? Because now puncher's chance yeah. versus the all-time blah 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 right so yeah i don't know i just i'm glad you didn't waste money on that <laughs> I, I'm, am, I am too honestly I, I mean seriously yeah i kind of i mean and again i didn't watch as much as i would like to so i can't give a fair opinion on the whole thing but i definitely don't think you had the buzz anywhere near the buzz you had last year or compared to obviously the tiger woods or nfl or anything that was going on that weekend it just doesn't capture the audience 
And again, for me, the number one thing in any sport is you have to think it's for something. And like, what exactly are they playing for? Even reading the article, it was, oh, you know, Team Europe retained their title. It's like, what title? Who cares? There is no title. I'm telling you right now, if we put together a six-team or maybe a five-team league in Texas with salaried players, even if it was, again, just for one month. Yeah, I'll go head-to-head with World Team Tennis. No problem. Yeah. And it was, you know, maybe a one singles, a doubles, and then, you know, a two singles. Right. So not this all this reverse stuff. So three matches. Yeah. And maybe even do it where it's three sets. Yeah. Three regular, you know, ad, you know, ad scoring six game sets. Tiebreaker right. at six all, regular tiebreaker. I think Dallas coming down to play Houston in a place like where they have the Houston clay courts, where they have, you know, stands that, you know, right. they're used to an event and everybody's making, you know, eight grand a match right? just to play. And then maybe there's some kind of bonus structure based on where your team finishes and right. all that or however it would work. Cause it had to be small scale to be able to survive at first. Yeah. But you're going to have guys that are still, I mean, you you are not going to be able to tell the difference between somebody who's 400 in the world and somebody who's 100 in the world. No. You're just not. No. The level is pretty damn good. And and so if you had, and you would probably have some people that, that were 200 in the world. Right. Because yeah, that's more than you're making in a challenger. So you're talking about 15 players that are, you know, maybe 200, 180 to... 280, right. 300 in the world. That's a fantastic level of play. And you only need 15. Right. You know, if you're doing, you know, well, yeah, because you'd have one singles and, a two, and then maybe a third double specialist. Or I don't know. Maybe we could do four. We right. have two singles players and one doubles team. Yeah. So maybe you do four. So that's 20 players that you're paying eight grand. Right. I don't know what that adds up to be. But anyway, <laughs> 160,000. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, baby. And. You can't tell me that the level of of play would be bad. Right. And you can't tell me that the level of drama wouldn't be high because these guys are playing for their dinner. Right. So you know, so to speak, and it's a high level, so uh it, it means a lot. And winning means you get more money each and every match or at the end of the season, however they do yeah. it. You know, I said they, however we do this with our league we're thinking of. Um I told you I need a billionaire. Um, maybe to marry, whatever. Well, I was gonna say I'm already married, but I can't. You know, <laughs> my might, wife would she be, might a, be okay with that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that would be dram- way more exciting than Labor Cup. Yeah, or way more drama filled. I right. should say. And you mean the format? Yeah, everything, all of it. Well, and even if you put, I was trying to think of how you can make. Like, even if you said the winning team gets twenty million dollars, you divide it by their play. I don't know that that generates any interest because you're giving millionaires millions. So yeah, because Federer could cover that right for both teams. So that with his Nike money, with his Uniqlo money. Yeah, I don't even know if that. You know, I, I don't know. Can't think of any carrot you can dangle to make it interesting. You know, where it actually means something. Yeah. I mean, yep. Because Davis Cup, you got the patriotism. You got your country. You're representing. Labor Cup doesn't have that. I almost wonder if Labor Cup would be better if they had four teams, just say Team America, you know, Team France, Team Germany, and Team whatever, Team South America. Right. And just have four teams, and then it comes down to, I know, but it comes down, well, I was trying to think of something that has more than just one One player. player, 
but then you just make the final you know with the two teams but at least then again to me the thing is you have to have two courts going at once in tennis you just do because you're going to have sucky matches right no matter what which right. we saw Federer and Kyrgios two and three I mean that's TV though right and that's also that's also so if, if we were to run our league so the Texas whatever we call it in one match is sucky it'd only be a set I guess right and you have a rooting interest for your city over somebody else's stupid city right that you're trying to beat so when my Steelers play your stupid Cowboys they don't this year unfortunately <laughs> for everyone um then I love to see a blowout. I want to see right. Ben Roethlisberger throw for 47,000 yards <laughs> and 91 right. touchdowns, and I want to see all the, all the Cowboys just quit. Yeah. That doesn't bother me, you know, because you have that real rooting interest. There's no Nobody has a rooting interest. No, you're not going with your Team World t-shirt to Labor Cup. Let's go world! And you have an you know, interest in certain players, of course, but you're not going... There's no rooting interest in the team, so if there's a match that you don't care about, you're going to turn it off and wait till Federer plays again yeah, or whatever. I, I'm Team World. Right. I want to see Federer kick Kyrgios' ass. Right. But I'm Team World. I love uh, Isner. Yeah. You know he's American. I want him to beat you know right. Djokovic or what. So so the only reason you're tuning in is for competitive tennis, and several matches you don't get that. Well then you're right. not tuning in. Labor Cup. It's a fraud. Yeah. It's I mean, a fraud. I'm getting tired of agreeing with you because last year I was all about it, and this year you've convinced me again. I'm too malleable. Too no, I'm agreeable. too smart. <laughs> I'm too. I'm too right. Yes, but I. I mean, I think I do appreciate people making an effort to make you know different formats of tennis. But and here's what I always say. I, oh, well, I don't always say. I kind of forget, but I try to remind myself <laughs> because it matters. Is that anybody doing anything in tennis that is making money? means there is some level of popularity out there for our sport right and therefore you know keep doing it so there's a market for it that means there's some popularity there and you know i want this game to grow obviously i mean that's that's why we do this podcast because like i always say no matter who you are in this business whether you're just a rec player and all you do is play league tennis and that's it or if you're a coach or teaching pro or whatever or if you sell rackets for a living you are the Pied Piper for this game. You yeah. have a responsibility to introduce it to you know kids in your family, whether it's you know nieces or grandbabies, or you know if you're in the workplace, introduce it to your friends. You know what? If you don't have any friends, just drop off rackets to strangers. Whatever the case may be, we're all in the business of growing the game, um, and and so for that reason, I'm bad mouthing Labor Cup, but if it's making money, then keep doing it. Right. Keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm sure it. I'm sure it didn't lose money, but, but it's, I don't. But they had to pay. They have to pay those players a lot. I guarantee. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, so what'll be interesting is if number one, they can keep the TV ratings up for, which I don't know what they were. They can't be that high, I wouldn't think. And number two, if they can keep those marquee players all playing, because I think that even for the players, they probably are okay with doing it once, and then they're like, oh, you know, I did it last year. I kind of got my got my fill of it. I don't know that I need to do it again. Well, I think, you know, back to Tiger, he brings a casual fan or even the non-fan to the uh, to the TV screen. I don't know if anybody, and I certainly don't know if Labor Cup is bringing the non-fan. Not at all. Well, number one, they don't know about it. Right. Any, I'm, and I love the tennis channel. I bet, you know, best thing that we've ever had, a tennis channel. But, you know, putting a big event on the tennis channel doesn't help 
your fan base. That's true. Because every diehard tennis fan is watching the tennis channel regardless of what's on it. It's not on basic cable. Right. It's still in some other higher package, whether it's direct TV or whatever. So you had to most likely, I would say, good gracious, probably at least 80% or above got up to whatever package that is because of tennis channel right which means they are tennis fans and they will find it bootleg or any other right. manner and you're right i mean nobody's going to stumble across it for no. sure and i think that's always you know but maybe f- nobody else wanted it no that, i mean they i mean obviously they didn't because they're going to take some offshoot event they've never heard of and i mean obviously you've got you're competing with college football saturday nfl on sunday and and golf and everything else so that's there's a lot of competition for other channels but I think that's what they got to consider is maybe this would be better in, you know, some other time of year or something when the audience is already available. So, so do you think Roger Federer still has Tiger Woods' cell phone number? Um, Yeah, probably so. Do you think he called him and said, dude, did you have to pick this weekend to win? <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah. We used to shave together sure on commercials, they, sure they man. congratulate each other. I'm sure he could have said, great job. Congratulations on your first win in five years. Could you not do it during my event, you <laughs> jackass? Well, the last thing I'm going to say about Labor Cup, too, don't you think it's very obvious by looking at who cared about this and who didn't? Like, to me, you just got to look at the scores. Yeah. And it's very easy to tell. <laughs> like, Djokovic didn't give a shit if he won. I mean, he's right. won every match all year, and all of a sudden he can't win. He's went 0-2 in Labor Cup. Right. So you think he cared? Right. Like, And then, you know, Zverev. Now, now, hey, to be fair, listen, it – they may have tried to win, but the same motivations and their prep and everything else yeah. is not there. So, you know, far be it for me to say it's a conspiracy. To say, there's no way it was a conspiracy this year because it sucked. Right. Well, it's like when the Browns play the Patriots. They both are trying to win, but the Browns are circling that game on week one. The Patriots, they don't, they're, not, they're not even paying attention to that game. So I think it's Djokovic probably circling. I didn't get to do it last year. You, know, or you would think he would have circled it, but he's won so much this year. You think he cares about Labor Cup? No one's going to say. Absolutely not. No one's going to say, oh, he won two Labor Cups in his I think Hall of Fame Kevin, career. I think Kevin Anderson is now part of the Big Four. He just beat <laughs> Djokovic. Right. Obviously not. Yeah. And so, and Zverev, that was two of his biggest wins all year in Labor Cup. So you can tell. <laughs> he put that on his resume. Right. You can tell his, that he cared a lot more about it than he's lobby, some of the others. He's lobbying the ATP to give him points for that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that's. So, that, how many more years will the Labor Cup be around? In its exact form. Or close. Close. I'll say two years. So next year will be, this year's down, next year will be way down, and then they'll try to make a tweak and do it another year, right. and that's it. And plus, Federer's going to retire, so you know, that takes out a bunch of the appeal right away. Oh, yeah. And Nadal sure. probably, when we two years from now, three years from now, Nadal and Federer both have to be retired, surely. No, they don't. Now, it doesn't mean now. What they may get a last gasp on is if they are retired and then they come back and play this. To me, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, actually, I bet you that's more of a factor in in Federer's retirement than anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean he could he could come back and say, "Oh, out of retirement, just for this one one weekend only." That's how important it is to me, right? And people, you know, that then there's still gonna be people that didn't get a chance to see him that will be interested in that. Right. And how can he, how good is he now after a year off or six months off or whatever? He better not just beat everybody to it too. <laughs> that, uh, that unbeknownst to, that's my, uh, he comes back, he's got like Cheetos stains on his shirt and stuff. Yeah. He goes out there and kicks everybody's ass. Well, and that would be one, that he, would be one modification I would make to this. He's smoking cigarettes on changeovers. He's going <laughs> off the rails. I'd say you'd have, you have to have one player 
under 18 on both teams, and you got to have one player that's retired on both teams. So get whoever you want. Now it really is a sideshow now, for sure. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> well, I think that's to say it already is, is right. what you're getting at. No, that, that is what I'm getting at. Because I'm like, but that's the thing about tennis. I've already seen every match that played this weekend I've already seen. Right. I haven't seen, you know. And you've seen it for real. Right. Exactly what it matter. I haven't seen Roddick versus, you know, Dimitrov. Or not in the last five years. You know, no, bringing, you know what? None of those, None of those Dimitrov type players would play in it. Yeah, none of them want to play. None of them want to get beat by Andy Roddick. Yeah, none of them want to get beat. And I bet you, if he put a good hard six months of training in, yeah, he would have a shot. Right, he would have a shot. And no make doubt. the make that round. Make that a you know pro set or regular set or whatever. No man, get a match. <laughs> I, I mean, I and I would I want to see Felix you know Ali Asim against uh, you know against Sock or whoever you know. I think those are interesting. Well, that's sort of a... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not, not, maybe I not know suck, but I'm saying that caliber. Right. Just to see, because that's going to give you a glimpse to the future, a glimpse in the past, and you got all the top players in the present. Or maybe you just, maybe you go, maybe you go, you know, each team has one top 10, yeah. top 20, top 50, top 100, top 200. Right. Or however, I don't know how, how the, you know, and yeah. maybe, maybe one college. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I think you just add in little categories. And then I think, you know, and you've got to make the final match matter no matter what. The final match has to be whatever the differential is. Like, to have Djokovic Kiros not play yesterday to me is ridiculous. Right. That has to be, if the team that's behind wins the final match, you're tied and you go into the doubles tiebreaker. I think that's the easy solution. I don't care if it's 13 or 19-0, the final match... So what you're saying is that no matter what they come up with, they need to come to the tennis revolution to fix it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because we can fix it. Every league, we fixed every league and every organization's tournament. If they just listen to us, give us the keys. Right. We'll we'll drive it. Oh, Labor Cup. I, I feel a little empty making the Labor Cup a whole segment. But <laughs> hey, you listen. Until they shut it down, it's part of our game. So what are you going to do? Yeah, and we'll have some, some masters and stuff coming up soon. Well, whatever. That Who nobody cares? cares about, but that's the thing. Would you rather watch Labor Cup or would you rather watch a Masters tournament in October? That doesn't mean anything, really. I mean, it means something, but it doesn't. The number one race is already decided for the year, which right. is frustrating. Right. Well, which I was trying to figure out how that's possible because Nadal can't be that far behind, and how do you know he's not going to win four tournaments this year? Yeah. They knows? were saying Federer handed Djokovic the number one rating. I was like, well, there's still other players <laughs> that could cares? play you know, every tournament and win every tournament. Oh, well. Listen. Who cares? <laughs> Ultimately, the U.S. Open's over, and that's all. The U.S. Open is the bookend. Right. It's over. So next week is the Navratilova Cup. <laughs> that's that's the next thing. It'll be the women's version. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I would Again, I would be fine with that because then you have two courts going if they did it at the same time. Right. Make it a men, women's and men's. Yep. And then if they're tied, if the men win one side, mixed the women doubles. one side, mixed doubles the end. Uh-huh. Everybody's favorite. Unbelievable. Serena and Sock. No, against. make the coaches, the coaches, all four <laughs> coaches get out there. So you'd have. Hey, that uh, would be cool. You Nav- could make- you'd have Mac and Navrat- Navratilova. No, nah, that'd be too good. So you'd have Borg and Navratilova and then right. Mac and whoever the other side. I guess Everett. Yeah. You, you kind of have a doubles player and not a doubles player right. and then a doubles player and not a but doubles player. But you could player. start this Labor Cup with coach versus coach in the first Ooh-wee. match. Yeah, that would be interesting. They couldn't do singles. That'd be a shit show. Yeah, but that's why they go first, so nobody can really tell how Fair bad enough. it is. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. 
We're fixing it, people. That's, right. That's why this is called the tennis revolution. <laughs> and speaking of the tennis revolution, oh, no, no, oh, no, no, just our normal stuff. Follow the tennis revolution. By the way, it's the like the Ohio State. That's what I'm going with. It's <laughs> right. the tennis revolution. Eh, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, yes, but follow uh, on Twitter. Follow us at tennis rev pod. Tennis rev pod. And again, don't follow me for a bunch of tweets and insights because I hate getting into Twitter wars. And no matter what I say, it ends up in, a, in somebody calling me a bitch or a moron or something, yeah. which is fantastic. So uh, the other thing you can do is my favorite thing, to be honest with you, follow us on Instagram. Now you say, oh, awesome, because I follow Instagram of a lot of people because I want to see their cool pictures, see what they're up to. No, no. Just follow our our Instagram for the privilege of following our Instagram at Tennis Revolution Pod because <laughs> I have now, nor will I ever send a picture out. That I commit to you, the fans. And so, if you follow us, we're up to one oh eight. So we were trying to pass the one hundred member mark. Now I'm shooting for two hundred. Nice. So we're at one oh eight. I don't know what two hundred minus one oh eight is, but it's something. And it, we're going to get there. So follow us on Instagram. Can you do anything on Instagram besides send pictures? Or is that literally it? Videos uh, I mean, I think whatever? there's a way to message people too, but... Well, if I have to take a picture of a message, it's not happening. So forget that. Check out. Don't check out our website. Nobody cares. TennisRevolutionPodcast.com. Nobody does that. <laughs> but if you do, you can find the latest episodes. But download us. Go to... Well, we haven't done this in a while. I know you have no earthly clue. But I'm going to give you a couple couple tries here. So first of all, Apple Podcast app, right? Right. You got that one. That one's easy, oh, yeah. right? Okay. What else? Name one other one. Oh, um, what's the other one we always talk about? Yeah. Stitcher. Yeah. <laughs> How about Castro? Not Fidel. <laughs> I guess it's podcast. Castro. Now there you go. How about another pun? Overcast. It's definitely overcast in, in DFW today. Which we're not complaining about. Google Play. How about that? Tune in. Tune in. Can, huh? can we just consolidate all these? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't I, mean us. I mean, somebody needs to just buy all these other ones up. Oh, and I see. Just have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, right, obviously. So, yeah, check out, check out uh, one of those. I mean, why would you? You're already listening. This is so <laughs> stupid. I'm telling you to do what you've already done. Right. We want you to make it where it automatically comes to your phone, whatever it takes. There you go. You know what, you know what other app that you can find us on, oddly enough? No, I do not. Laughable. Okay. Have you ever heard of Laughable? I have not. Well, you're an asshole. <laughs> no, laughable. I've heard that our show is laughable, but that's it. <laughs> so laughable is an app for like podcasts of comedians, and it's sort of like if you have a favorite comedian, like friend of the show Joe List, right? And you want to find his podcast Tuesdays with Stories, you go to that one. But then when you're on that one, you can find not only that one because that's his, but it also gives you a list of all the other podcasts he's been on. Oh, okay. So then you go to some of those other ones, you hear another name, some other good podcasts, like his buddy Mark Norman, and then you can click on him and find all the podcasts that either he does or all the ones he's been on. And you can kind of just create a web of all yeah. these podcasts. It's like six degrees of separation. There you go. So 
we are on Laughable because Joe List was on our podcast. Nice. So it got to Laughable through him being a comedian and having a podcast to us. How about that? Which maybe explains why that's our highest rated episode. Hey, 100 million downloads. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So do all those things, but more importantly, tell your friends, teammates, competitors, whatever, neighbors, strangers, if your parents let you talk to strangers, um, tell them about all those different ways to listen to the pod. Spread the word. We are growing. We've, we've taken a couple of big jumps here lately, and we want to keep growing. Um, we want our reach to extend because talking about tennis, arguing about tennis, trying to fix tennis, you know, that's all part of, again, what I said before our job is, is to spread the word of tennis because it's a great sport and the more people that play it, the healthier it is. Um, it's just going to, you know, exponentially grow that way and we'll have more opportunity to see tennis on TV, more tennis in your town, uh, or around you. And so spreading the word just makes it better for everybody. So let's grow the game and, uh, and Hey, until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye guys. Beaver cup. <laughs>